<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. This episode may include topics, references, or discussions around sexual assault, domestic violence, stalking, physical violence, or subject matters that may be disturbing to some of our listeners. We do acknowledge that this content may be difficult. We also encourage you to care for your safety and well-being. Shocking, sad, revealing, and deeply researched, PH Murder Stories podcast covers the true account of infamous killings and true crime stories from the Philippines. There's no such thing as questions, just hidden answers. Stay tuned as we revisit the inconceivable crimes that exist. Some listeners may find the following content of PH Murder Stories highly disturbing due to its graphic nature. PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts. Viewer discretion is advised. We ring in the new year with fireworks and toroto to ward off evil spirits so that the coming year will be a great and prosperous one for all of us. Even before midnight, fireworks can be heard in preparation for the main event. As soon as the clock strikes midnight, people feast their eyes on the beautiful fireworks shows all over the country. The cacophony of fireworks everywhere is to bring as much luck as possible so we can face the new year head on. However, amid what was supposed to be a joyous occasion, it became deadly as a councilman would end up being shot dead right in front of his family. What made things interesting was how the killer was caught on camera, thus capturing the moment seconds before the victim's death. The chilling photo would end up being spread everywhere, which shows how anything can literally happen at any time. Only this time, it was caught on camera, forever immortalized in a picture. Before we proceed with the episode, we would like to thank each and every one of you who continues to support and listen to our show. We have reached 200,000 plays as of recording, and this is all because of you guys. On New Year's Eve 2011, 35-year-old Rinaldo Dagsa, a barangay councilman from Caloacan City, requested his family to wake him up before midnight to join in on the New Year's festivities in the wonder of the fireworks around them. He was taking pictures of his wife, daughter, and mother-in-law outside their home on New Year's Day when the gunman, Arnel Buenaflor, came from behind a car and cold-bloodedly shot Dagsa on his right forearm and chest. What makes this case peculiar is that the victim was able to snap a photo of his family seconds before the suspect pulled the trigger on him. The police promptly identified the suspects. According to investigators, Bonaflor had two suspected accomplices, one of which was also in the background of the photo that Taksa took seconds before he was shot. 
they were identified as Romel Oliva and Michael Gonzalez, who had an alias named Michael Rolion. As seen in the photos we shared in our Instagram post, Buena Flor was wearing a baseball hat and had his gun aimed at Dagsa, while another man in another corner of the photo was identified as his lookout. The family members could not hear the gunshot because of the fireworks around them. All they were able to see was Dagsa falling to the ground. He was rushed to the hospital, but it was too late. As for the suspects, authorities figured out that the men behind this bizarre killing were seeking revenge because Dagsa became vital to their arrest a year ago for car theft. Eventually, they got out on bail and continued with their lives as car thieves and robbers who became infamous for their wrongful acts. Dagsa's death became part of a series of violent shootings that have been apparent in the Philippines, wherein firearms were easily available on legal and black markets. It was said that the victim became targeted for assassination because of his efforts in neutralizing street gangs and syndicates. His killer, Arnel Buenaflor, was notorious in the area and had a lot of support from his gang, called the Pasaway Gang. The Pasaway Gang had a powerful backer who could finance their criminal activities and even had the guts to go head-to-head with barangay officials like Reynaldo Dagsa. The financiers were said to be acting upon the orders of a top man, which was why they continued to supply the gang with money, guns, and a list of their targets for assassination. Dagsa had apparently angered Buenaflor when he stood as a principal witness against Buenaflor and Gonzalez in the case of attempted murder. However, while his motive for the killing may have been due to personal grudges, the syndicate and the top man also had their motives to kill Dagsa. That is why these financiers continued to support the Pasaway gang's illegal activities. Breathe in, breathe out. Hi there, this is Riza, and I practice different healing modalities that I would like to share with all of you. Come join me as we dive into a state of awareness and mindfulness, uncovering layers and layers of our being to let our true self shine through in the Heal and Flow Meditation Podcast. Unfortunately for Arnel Bonaflor, the authorities were able to locate his whereabouts. He was arrested in his hiding place in Barangay Calabasa in Aurora, Isabel. As he and the authorities were on the way to the Caloocan City Police Station early in the morning, he was presented by police officials to the media. Buenaflor was also wearing the same hat he wore when he cold-bloodedly killed Dagsa and was ordered to pose for the cameras and act as if he was aiming a gun at someone. Meanwhile, the two suspects, Oliva and Gonzalez, 
have also been arrested, the authorities were also looking into the possibility that these three suspects may have been involved in other cases of murder in the Cabanaba area. The men behind the act were seeking revenge as Dagsa ordered their arrest the year before for car theft, according to Buenaflor, the prime suspect. The reason why he killed Dagsa, quote, Gante. Unquote. In an interview with Lulu Buenaflor, the prime suspect's aunt, months before his nephew shot Dagsa, Buenaflor and Dagsa had been in a shootout. Buenaflor was already about to surrender when his gun jammed. Instead of arresting Buenaflor, Dagsa's men went on to maul him and shoot him in the head. Buenaflor survived his injuries and after recovering, he planned his revenge. The arrest of Buenaflor was largely due to the use of information technology because the authorities were able to get several mobile phone numbers and used each one to trace his whereabouts. Moreover, the authorities also worked with the bus company that Bonaflor rode in the aftermath of his gruesome crime. Afterward, the police immediately informed local authorities and asked for the coordination of at least three town mayors and several barangay officials on top of a province-wide manhunt operation against Bonaflor. Bonaflor's live-in partner, Lorraine Castro, was also a vital piece in the capture of Bonaflor. She was a guest relations officer in a beer house in the province of Aurora. The authorities went directly to her manager to ask about Bonaflor, promptly directing them to Bonaflor's whereabouts. Upon arriving at the suspect's hiding place, Bonaflor did not resist arrest and surrendered peacefully to the authorities. Reynaldo Dagsa was a Barangay Peacekeeping Action Team member that aggressively sought to reduce crime in his area. He was described as hardworking and very active in his efforts to maintain the peace and how efficiently he managed the disasters and emergencies in the barangay. His funeral was met with military honors as he was also a member of the Army Reserve Command. A Philippine flag was draped over Reynaldo Dagsa's coffin and a seven-man team did a gun salute in his honor. further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories. If you have case suggestions, please go to our website at phmurderstories.com and fill out the request form at File Your Blotter. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, or if you're listening on other platforms, kindly send us a review on our Facebook page or send us a tweet. You can also share our podcast to your Instagram and Facebook stories through Spotify. We're also inviting you to join our Facebook group, PH Murder Stories The Verdict, 
and participate in our discourse about true crime, both local and international. This group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject. To all our listeners, we hope you could support us on Patreon. If you're fond of online shopping, you can also help our team earn a small commission by clicking our Lazada and Shopee affiliate links found in the description. Any amount you contribute will enormously help support our team to produce more quality content. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.